Welcome to the Resurrection People podcast with Preston Sharp, pastor of Sacrament Church in Nashville, Tennessee, and curator of The Art of Preaching. Each week, we look at three readings from the Bible, drawn from the Revised Common Lectionary. Find more at theartofpreaching.substack.com. Welcome back to the Resurrection People podcast. Today, we are looking at our gospel reading for the week, which comes from Matthew 20, 1 through 16. In this reading, Jesus tells a parable about workers in a vineyard. There's a landowner who seeks out these workers from the marketplace, and he does so in waves. So there's a group early in the morning, one at nine o'clock, another at noon, another at three o'clock, and a final group at five o'clock. And this group is described as those who are wandering around in the marketplace. The landowner agrees to pay the early morning group a denarius, which was a day's wage, for their work. He tells the others that he will pay them whatever is right. At the end of the day, though, they all receive the same denarius. In response, those who had worked all day grumbled that the late arrivers get paid the same amount for such less work. Now, at first glance, this seems really unfair, And it's right for us to acknowledge that and say so. I mean, this is a world where it's well before modern labor unions and the fight for the rights of workers. Of course, in our world right now, a lot of that is coming to the surface. There's auto workers who are on strike right now, Hollywood writers and actors. And much of these disputes center on what is deemed to be fair. So the auto workers are striking partially because the heads of their companies have seen their salaries increase while the auto workers themselves have not seen the same increase. The strike of the Screen Actors Guild is in relation to streaming services, so companies like Netflix and Hulu are not as transparent about the number of people who watch each program, and so they may not be adequately compensating those who star in and write for these popular shows. That's kind of the nature of the dispute. Well, in this story, Jesus is not advocating for a certain labor practice, In fact, he's not even really describing a likely scenario. Um, To pay all the workers the same wage, regardless of their work, would be really surprising in the first century, just as it is today. But he does assume that the power of the landowner that is had in this first century economy, that's the way the world works. It doesn't mean Jesus endorses that practice. We're to remember that elsewhere, even in the preceding chapter, Jesus has really harsh warnings for the rich. So this particular parable is not intended as a commentary on social conditions, but it is intended to tell us something about God. As with many of the parables, the landowner here represents God and the workers represent Israel. There's one key phrase in this passage that is interesting. When the landowner sees people wandering in the marketplace at five o'clock, he says, Why are you standing here idle all day? They say to him this, because no one has hired us. One way to say this is nobody wanted us. These last hired laborers are perhaps the neglected, the left out, the disenfranchised. It's clear that they're desperate because they've waited all day and they've not been hired When the early morning group grumbles that they receive the same amount as those hired later, the landowner asks them if they're envious of the others. The phrase, are you envious, can be rendered literally, 
Is your eye evil? The early morning group is unable to be thankful because they're so jealous of those hired later. I think this tells us something about grumbling. (laughs) Often our grumbling causes us to forget about the generosity of our God and therefore to forget that God can be trusted, not just to be there for us, but to bring in others as well. The question here, is your eye evil because I am good, is a question for us today. He says at the end of the parable, so the last will be first and the first will be last. God's grace works differently than the money, status, or power of our world. You can't accrue grace. You can't store it up. There's not levels of grace. The denarius here is just a metaphor because you really can't earn anything like money in the kingdom of God. Your work does not give you a fancier crown or a mansion in heaven. It's quite different from all that. God is deeply and truly good and desires to give us everything, a life of fullness, a world restored, every good gift. What must we do in return? Give up our whole selves. This is not because our whole selves is like a tradable currency or that God needs it in exchange. No, it's because God and only God can be trusted with our lives. It is also worth noting that many Christians will hear this story, many of us, and quickly identify with those who have been hired first. We think, well, I've been walking with Jesus for a long time. But if we think about it kind of turned the other way, think about it how in the grand scheme of Christian history that we've been hired much later. In fact, it was the disciples who were hired first, and we're the ones who have been brought in at the tail end of the day or at least much, much later. This is especially true for those of us who are Gentiles. The Apostle Paul reminds us that God will always be faithful to Israel, Romans 9 through 11. The Jews are the inheritors of this story. Those of us who are Gentiles have been grafted in, Romans eleven twenty four. It's significant that the owner of the vineyard tells his master to pay the last hired first. If he had begun paying those hired first, they would not have known that they were all being paid the same amount. God does not hide the radical nature of his grace. In light of God's incredible generosity, our envy of those who we think are undeserving is laid bare before us. Again, the question, is your eye evil because I am good? When we're selfish, when we um, think that we're part of the in-group and the only ones who are part of the in-group and we turn inwards towards ourselves, then in light of God's goodness, when we see God's goodness, our eye actually gets evil. It's like twisted, right? God is generous and has more than we could ever need or ask for. Yet so often we operate out of scarcity fear, and self-focus, thinking we're somehow getting the short end of the stick. John Chrysostom writes, What then can we say? In the kingdom of heaven, there is no one who justifies himself or blames others in this way. Perish the thought. That place is pure and free from envy and jealousy. For if the saints, when they are here, 
give their lives for sinners, how much more do they rejoice when they see them there enjoying rewards and consider their blessings to be their own? There's a connection here in the word grumbling with our Old Testament reading. Both the grumbling of the children of Israel in the desert and the grumbling of those hired early are the result of a misapprehension of God or the landowner's character. Neither group presumes God's generosity. Neither of them starts with that foundational fact that God is generous. Even though God has shown his generosity and his graciousness over and over again, Gregory the Great says it succinctly, it is always foolish to question the goodness of God. Our lives in Christ are brought about only by God's grace. And it is only in radical trust that we find life as it is truly meant to be lived. We receive grace as manna from heaven. Nothing we can produce, only something given freely. So the challenge was the same for Israel as it is for us. Will we seek to live in everyday trust of the God who has rescued us? Will we look to him for our daily bread? It's really easy to get confused about this. To think that the way of king of the kingdom, that the way it works looks like the ways of the world. It's really easy to think that those who have quote done a lot for God are in a special category of Christian. But that's not grace. God is shouting in the marketplace, calling for all those who have been left out and neglected. Thanks for listening to the Resurrection People podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review to help us get the word out. You can hear full sermons at sacramentchurch.com and find out more at theartofpreaching.substack.com.